<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the ninth Big Footy Blues podcast. Uh, as always, I am the host, the Wookie. With me is my friend ODN. Good to see you again. <laughs> and my somewhat lesser friend, but still here anyway, devoid of caring. I'm not your friend. <laughs> and joining us again for a second bite at the cherry that is this podcast, Justin Battler has returned. Good evening. Excellent. We're all sounding deep and manly tonight. Guys, um, we're going to head straight into it tonight. Hello, girls out there. like a bit of man. <laughs> Highlights from the weekend. ODN? I've uh, got to start with Jared Waite, don't we? Oh, Yes. Good to see Real him at that sort of. Oh, good to good to see him sticking, putting the hands out in front, sticking the sticking the bum out, and and taking those and jumping and and taking all those grabs and and Brisbane. Uh, granted, it was only patful, but Brisbane didn't have an answer for him, and um, um, that, that that was my highlight. But um, um, uh, if I can if I can mention the lowlights, I've got to mention the, our goal kicking woes continue. Yeah. Um, we uh, we missed an awful lot of gimme goals, and it's, um, it's it's frustrating as all hell. And we tend to um, keep our opposition in the in the games for far too long. That we do. What about you, Justin Battler? What's your uh, highlight or low light from the week, or both? Well, I've got some highlights because I've uh, I've watched the game again uh, just before the show tonight because I wanted to see where the turning point was. Uh, in the game, at one stage we were like 30 odd points ahead into the 12th minute of the second quarter and it looked like we were just going to march away and then the game sort of somehow changed. So I'll, I'll break my comments into two parts. First part was how did we get to 35, 36 points ahead in one and a half quarters uh, with some ordinary kicking thrown in and then what, what did what, what was the turning point or what I think was the turning point leading to, you know, that lapse period that everyone talks about? Lapse. You know, we have lapses. We're going we're gonna to talk about the game in just a second. All right, so, highlights. Yeah, okay. just, just highlights at the moment. Just, just get to the bloody point, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of time for the comments in a minute, but uh, just the highlights. Robbo, Robbo's marking in the Ford 50. Yep. Out, outstanding. I think we found a jumping... Uh, jumping Jack there, and also I've got to say, soft as I think he is, Lucas was e- fantastic on the attack in that first uh, in that first quarter. He was he was awesome, yeah. awesome. And, and what about you, devoid of caring? Did you actually watch the game, or was your highlight the beer you were drinking? I didn't get to see it. All I got to see, I was watching the Dreamtime game, and well, oh. yeah. <laughs> Let's just not talk about that game. I didn't have a choice. I had no, had no choice. Couldn't, couldn't learn to watch the Calvin game. Had to watch that piece of shit game called Dream Time. Oh, uh, my, my flabber is gasted. Oh, uh, yep. Wasn't happy. Uh, so, yes, well, the, the most I got to see was the, um, the tears of the baby blues all crying about how shit our goal kicking is on our board. That's about it. I, I, did, I did put together a small video of our missed shots um, to the tune of Under Pressure. Mm. But, um, <laughs> that was uh, lovely. lovely. Actually, actually, not my original first choice for the song either. I, I originally used I Ain't Missing You by uh, John Waite. 
But yeah. um, apparently there's a copyright claim on it by YouTube, so I can't use the song. Go figure. Well. Anyway, I thought the name was apt, given that our weight missed a few goals that he could have got. But uh, anyway, I th- my highlight as well, Jared Waite, absolutely uh, spectacular. Can't, mm. can't go past that. I think uh, Michael Jamison was against staunch in defence, but oh, uh, yeah. uh, definitely Waite was the absolute standout highlight. And, and, and across the whole game, like he didn't do it in the first quarter and then fade out. He was he was there all game, yeah. and and that was made it worthwhile. All right, since uh, Justin Battle was so keen to get stuck into it on uh, Saturday night, uh, Carlton defeated Brisbane uh, twelve thir- uh, sorry thirteen twenty ninety eight to twelve thirteen eighty five. Carlton goals were kicked uh, by Lucas, who kicked three, Waite kicked three, Robinson two, Garlett two, Murphy, Armfield and Judd, and the best were uh, McLean, Waite, Judd, Murphy and Lucas. Guys, how did you see the game? I guess we'll start with ODN and we'll work our way across. ODN? Yeah, I'm here, sorry. Yes, we're starting with you, Mark. I muted myself. Um... Yeah, uh, aside from what we were talking about as far as the structure that Wake gave us and the uh, the goal-kicking rows, I, I like the way um, uh, Chris Judd worked his way back into it. Um, uh, Brisbane Brisbane Lions supporters think that you know the margin was fairly close and they were missing uh, merit, um, and um, that's reason enough for them to think they should have beaten us. Um, that we were we were fairly lucky, but we we were ahead in all in all the major stats. Um, and it was just that, just that one, that one lapse, and then the the, the pressure we were putting on ourselves with those uh, missed goal kicking that was um, uh, that really had us uh, panicking a little bit in the end. And um, um, I just again, uh, you mentioned Jamison before, and I just want to make make a mention that um, he was doing such a sterling job that um, big. Bad John O'Brown decided to try to take him out, yeah. um, and uh, and he got his just desserts at the uh, at the tribunal and failed in the appeal too. So he's off mm, for two weeks. All right, yeah, Jab, you've got a bit of a speech there apparently. What's, uh, yeah, what's no, your deal, mate? I'm not a, I'm not a big uh, believer in this this lapse. You know, these lapse thing that everyone talks about. We're having lapses. Yep. You know, more more momentum thing. Yeah, in any game, the momentum's going to shift, you know, backwards and forwards a couple of times at least because no, no team in the AFL really rolls over too often these days. Um, you look at Western Bulldogs, they even beat St Kilda on the weekend. But um, I, I think that a big turning point in the game was um, halfway through the second quarter. We had them on the ropes. They were, they were like, they were gone. And uh, two things happened. The first thing was um, we had a turnover. They got the ball into our into their you know into our fifty, and um, there was a I don't know a ball up or something like that. And uh, Karcher, who had kept Maloney well out of the game up until that point, right? And he you got to take your hat off. To Amorio, so I reckon he's found a really good one there in Karcher. He does a lot of very clever things, but um, he missed he missed a tackle on Maloney. And remember that kick that Maloney got? Mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen Maloney kick a goal before. He kicked one on the turn, and it went forty-five meters, and they um, it lifted their spirits a bit. And then 
um, almost immediately afterwards, uh, we got a break from the centre bounce, um, down the boundary, ends up in Bell's hands, who had done really well to follow up a ball of his own, and um, running into open goal with Lucas just standing there all by himself. And instead of handballing or chipping it over to Lucas for a certain six-pointer, he went for it for himself and missed. And to me, both those are examples of, of a team that's you know full of young guys that are still learning how to throttle the opposition. And uh, it was a real turning point. From there on, Brisbane lifted and um, they've, they clawed their way back into the game. I don't think we're ever going to lose the game, but instead of winning by you know 80 or 90 points, it, it became a very flattering result in the end for them. But anyway, that was... That was the kind of like. Mm. I, I agree. Talk about all the missed goals, but you know that, that's just going to happen. Uh, on the missed goals, I think Cruz is very close to kicking a bag of five. He's he's marking really well, and his kicking is straight. He was just missing. If you if you noticed his kicks, they were just missing. I reckon he's very close to getting form again. He's always been like that, though. I think he's kicking... come back from his knee injury. Yeah, I, I exactly. When he when he first uh, when he first debuted for us, didn't he? Was didn't he kick something like his first ten goals before he before he missed one? Like something goals, like that. Two or something. Yeah, it was, he he started out started off remarkably accurate, even with his helicopters. Um, but um, yeah, it's just uh, it, it probably is since the knee injury. I don't know if there's a, a correlation or or what, but he's he hasn't got he hasn't got your confidence when he's kicking, but he's kicking straight. He's just missing. So I reckon he's close. I reckon if he kicks two or three one game, bang, he'll be back in again. Well, we can only hope so. We can only hope so. I think, uh, for my mind, uh, Armfield was a standout again. Oh, yeah. um, I, I, think, I think he played another great game. Uh, White had probably his worst game for the year. Did you uh, see him play? Uh, I didn't see him on the field. Uh, he was there. He was, uh, we, I saw him. He just he wasn't able to tackle, do much. Right? Is that something like that? One tackle? Yeah, so he, he, he was there, but he didn't do much. He got subbed off um, for Bootsma uh, just after three-quarter time. And it was mm. a bit of a much of a muchness. No one was really, wasn't really required, and Bootsma didn't exactly set the world on fire in the last quarter. But, um, yeah, I, I think Casia uh, is a definite find. Oh, yeah. um, and for a guy that we actually sent back after drafting him and then picked him up again a year later. Um, that that is a remarkable turnaround. I think we've got a keeper there. Yeah. Kudos to the uh, kudos to the uh, you know the the selectors or scouts. Yeah, look, they clearly they were clearly watching him after they you know he was unlucky to sort of be taken off the rookie list in the first place, but we had to make some space and. Uh, um, to be watching him over in South Australia and what he was doing in the sample. Um, and um, and obviously keeping in his ear that we'd like to have him back. So it was yeah, kudos to them for for recognising that he still had something to offer and uh, letting him go, letting him go um, in order to um, further his game. So um, yeah, no, it's a, that was a that was a great outcome. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay, guys, uh, we're going to wrap up that particular roundup there, and I'm going to do a very brief and for the first time ever Carlton news in 60 seconds. So set your stopwatches, and here we go. Jared Waite, Chris Judd, and Brock McLean were all in the votes sent in for the Big Footy Blues Player of the Year. 
Jared Kashia has received his second nomination for Best New Blue. Jonathan Brown has failed in his appeal against the conviction for striking Michael Jamison and will miss the next two weeks as a result. (laughs) Congratulations to Jeffrey Garlett for kicking his 150th goal on the weekend against Brisbane. And to to Dennis Arnfield, who re-signed this week with the Blues for a further two years. What a champ. On the injury front, uh, Kane Lucas has a slight hamstring twinge, while Andrew Carrazzo is not expected to return this week from a foot injury. Robbie Warnock has copped a knock to the knee and will require a test before this week's match. Uh, whether he plays or not is a different story. It's expected that Chris Yaron will, however, return to the side to face GWS. And uh, finally, the Northern Blues will be on the ABC this weekend for their match against Collingwood. If you can't uh, get the uh, GWS game, then uh, you might want to get uh, hold of that because they'll be on at the same time. What time? Uh, about 2pm on the ABC. And you can download it from iView afterward if you miss it. So, that's uh, Carlton News in 60 seconds. Mm. That was longer than con- 60 seconds. Yeah, yeah. big, big concerned. Of- yeah, exactly. It was, it was, it was good. It went well. well you should, uh, whatever. You should try that for after the game. Awesome. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we'll... <laughs> Can, move- I just, can, I, can I just say how concerned I am about Robbie's injury and uh, the test that he's going to have, and uh, I think that he should cut back on kicking so much. He's got turfed head. Yeah. Uh, I fear for footballs everywhere if Robbie actually starts chasing them. Now, <laughs> Carlton, uh, uh, Carlton have got GWS this weekend, lads. Uh, danger game. Danger game. Uh, at Eddie Had at 1.45pm on Saturday. It will be on TV in Sydney and Brisbane Live and on 90-minute delay into Melbourne. Adelaide and Perth will get the Crows and Frio. Um, so lucky us. Uh, last time we played at Eddie Had, it was around 6, 2012. It was the only other time we've played them in a premiership season. And Carlton, 15-20, 110, defeated GWS, 6-7-43. Uh, you'll note that we kicked 20 points in that game. Um, so nothing's really changed. It's, no, uh, it's not at all. The rat's Negative. plan continues to live on, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> as as mentioned earlier, Lucas and Carrazzo are not expected to play, and Yaron is expected to return. Interesting note. Uh, Carlton big man Sean Hampson, who is the Blues' fourth-ranked forward, according to the AFL's official player ratings... <laughs> Uh, received three votes in the Brownlow medal in the last game. He had uh, 31 hitouts and three goals against the GWS in round six last year. was also uh, Bootsman's debut match. So, mm. what do we think about this weekend, guys? How much are we going to win by? Should do it easy. Uh, should, should be. Oh, God. <laughs> should, we, we should be doing. We should be doing it on the on the bet. GWS at this stage, they haven't won a game. They don't pre- present too many problems. However, they kept us honest for three quarters last year. Um, so I'm not kept sure the what Hawks we're going to do. Pretty honest too. This was it last week. And yeah, four. They were pretty uh, pretty handy against us in the uh, NAB Cup too. So yeah, that was a mini game. I don't. I, I don't. Yeah. No. Look, I, I think um, aside from some. Real class they've got as far as clearances. Um, I, th- I expect them to win their fair share of clearances, so it's going to be up to the Ruckman to um, uh, tap it to advantage this week. Sixth in the league uh, for clearances, GWS. We're tenth. And so. um, and um, we've got a bit of class up forward with Cameron, and um, but uh, we've got plenty of class down back this year. So um, 
again, I think he'll I think he'll do his best. Um, but um, uh, Jamison or Henderson will handle him fairly well. Uh, Jonathan Giles in the ruck. Um, um, I think he'll uh, he's somebody we've got to watch. He's got a bit of he's got a bit of talent as well. But um, overall, look, we're going to win by. Um, uh, well, no, look. If, if we're not, if we, if we, even even if we're sort of taking it easy and resting players and stuff like that, if we don't win by ten 200. goals, if we don't win by two hundred and ten goals, then uh, there's a problem. <laughs> I, I would like to point point out that last time they went to Eddie had they led Essendon by twenty eight points in the third quarter, uh, before eventually losing by thirty nine points. Uh, Jeremy Cameron kicked six goals against the Bombers, mm-hmm. um, and that was last time they played. Um, but GWS have the second worst uh, offensive lineup this season, uh, so uh, and we have uh, the seventh worst. So go, <laughs> go figure. Uh, Collingwood's the most offensive. I don't know that. I'm looking at the stats for the game only. Um, oh, no, no, I'm talking offensive. Not Colling- don't worry. Collingwood is always the most offensive. Exactly. Um, um, especially now. Uh, Kevin Sheedy will coach against Carlton for the 59th time with 33 wins, 23 losses, and two draws. So, I hate that bloke. Don't we all? Don't we all? I've hated him since 93, so... Smug little fat pig. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Interestingly as well, Malthouse and Sheedy between them have coached 1,341 games and first faced each other 30 years ago. Sheedy does not like the prospect of Malthouse passing him for promotion. I reckon he'll coach Melbourne just to spite him. <laughs> it's a possibility. Yeah, good thinking. You won't get a premiership out of Melbourne. I don't think anyone will. Not for a while yet. I was sitting, I was sitting next to a Melbourne. Oh, are you going to edit this stuff, Woogie? No, probably not. We're doing good no. for Tom. Go. I was at that party on Saturday night, so I missed the game. I was sitting next to a... Um, board member of the Melbourne Footy Club and um, I was saying, what's going on there? He says, oh, we just got to sit it through. We've had, he, 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 they put it down to bad drafting over 10 years. And I said, please expand. And he said, look, you get two, or th- you get two out of three of your calls wrong each year, you're stuffed. Yep. And that's, and that's what's happened to us. It's as simple as that. Well, it's what happened to us a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. He reckons it's just been year after year of just Shit happens, bad, bad, bad luck. And coinciding with GWS and Gold Coast coming in, and yeah, yeah between them, you, you you needed to take all the breaks you could get, and if you missed them, you were stuffed. You pretty much get yep. fingered. All right, guys, um, it's time for the segment that everyone waits for. It's our most popular segment. It's time for questions for Doc. It's a, you can't touch me, Doc. It's time for, time for questions for Doc. Here we go. The first question submitted. By Space Cow in PM. Cows in space. If the number two pencil is the most commonly used pencil, why is it still number two? <laughs> <laughs> do you do you poop it out or what? I'm not entirely sure, but uh, that, that that's the question. I'm, it's I'm, a good I'm, question. And I know he listens. It is a good question. So he just, does. He does. He's he's, one, he's, he's our only posted listener. a fair few questions and so, been really good with them actually. Yeah. So, so he, he deserves an answer. What have you got? He does. Well, I don't know. Maybe... Um, Inferiority complex? Persecution complex? Did you call it an ape? Personality disorder? I don't know. Not enough lead in his pencil? 
All right. Second question. Is it appropriate to apologise to a guy for having a supporter call him an eight, but then three days later offering him up as a promotional tool for the King Kong musical? At least I made it topical this time. Come on, I can get in trouble for this. What do you got? <laughs> Remember, it's the Carlton board here. We hate Collingwood. That's what we yes, do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. That's what we've All done right. since 1882 or whenever those bunch of idiots came into being. Should we, should we all start smacking down at him with chins oh. right now? Should, should I hand it over to everybody to start smacking how, down? How inappropriate could it have possibly have been? What, a, what an absolute douchebag. Three days earlier, he's down there shaking hands and trying to apologise for a 13-year-old oh, calling him an ape. Three days later, he is basically saying the same thing on radio. Read my post. No wonder no wonder Goods won't have anything to do with it. Goods has flatly refused to take the apology. Good on him. The AFL's sending him off to racial vilification training, as well they should, because they do it for a player. It's just as well to do it for an official as well. But, and the but, AFL's taking the right stance but on it. In fact, Vlad has already come out and said that Eddie's not a racist and, you know, it was blah, blah, blah. He's a good bloke. He's a complete douchebag, though. It doesn't really matter. Right. Dim- Dimitri is just... Oh. Great mate, shit bloke. <laughs> but moving but, right but, along, <laughs> moving right along. I've got a, I've got a supplementary question without notice for ODN. Oh, oh, hang on, hang on. For question o- for ODN. Where, where did that come from? Okay, there we go. Cool. Dale Garlett, yes or no? <laughs> Uh, I haven't had an opinion on this up till now, but um, by the sounds of it, um, he's turning his life around. Is he a cousin of Jeffy? He's some relative. Look, look, uh, I like what we do with our Indigenous boys, and um, um, I believe in I believe in second chances or third chances or fourth chances uh, if you if you're Brendan Favola. You mean yes? Uh, You you believe in Favola? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, look, why not? But uh, I note that the question's been asked on all big footy boards at the moment, so uh, I hardly think Carlton are uh, keeping any sort of interest um, to themselves. So, um, But, yeah, no, give, give him a go. If he's playing well, he deserves to be drafted, all that other stuff, which only seemed to be a bit of a, a bit of ego tripping and, you know, uh, uh, some teenage hijinks, I think. Yeah, give him a go. All right, guys. Um... Goddamn whippersnappers on Facebook. Any any other comments, queries, questions? On that? On anything? Uh, oh, no. You, you want to do some board talk? Also, also hoping Chief would be here so I could ask him a question, but... No, Chief's never no, here anymore. No, he, he, no he's just... I figures on. we've got enough people on this on this motley ship to uh, <laughs> to not not require his input. You know, we only need one person who doesn't watch the games on the, on the podcast. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I take that role pretty well, don't I? Now... Me. It's time for board talk with ODN. Yeah, I got nothing. No, no I was joking. Um, make want to make mention of a couple of threads, uh, <laughs> and no, it's not that thread. Why <laughs> oh, would I put so much effort into it? Oh, jeez, did I put some effort into it? Actually, I left it alone for the last uh, day or two. But yeah, we did. We've, uh, we've spent until this uh, far too much time on uh, talking about Sean Hampson. Um, Couple of good uh, threads out at the moment. Um, I bleed blue has uh, started a thread about Carlton's contested footy. 
Uh, we're apparently we're second in contested possessions this year, and uh, he's attributing that to to Mick, of course. And um, yeah, some uh, decent positive comment going on in that thread. Good to see. Uh, another one that's promising hasn't uh, had a lot of responses yet, but um, um, too much spare time. I don't know. I um, started the thread uh, called the backline. Time for a re- review and um, and um, well, I think it's a I think it's a good sort of uh, evaluation at this point. It has to as to how our backline's travelling to this point of the year and um, you know, where the improvements coming from. I, I had to laugh at the Carlton VGWS a historical perspective thread. <laughs> yeah. uh, that 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 must have gone into some depth. Twenty five replies. Yeah, no. What? As I was saying at the time, that not one GWS player has ever joined Carlton. They must they must hate us. So, uh, <laughs> that's <a>, Twenty five <laughs> replies, and it's all yeah. No one can play for Essendon. Three twenty four. My my post in there wasn't exactly. <laughs> Of words, <laughs> right. I'll go through, delete them all, blanket delete all your posts at the end of the year, mate. Yeah, well, I figured that was going to happen anyway. <laughs> hey, hey, Wookie, while we were talking about um, Dennis Armfield before, good to see he's re-signed for two years. Well, um, I did mention that in the news. In the news, that yeah, yeah, but I bet as far as being a malign player at different times and finally fi- finding his niche, uh, uh, the thread about um, Armfield re-signing is, um, is is all positive and. Um, it's good to see he's, he's become one of our favourites down there. So, um, you know, that's what hard work and perseverance will do for you. Well, there's irony for you. He's one of the favourites, and he's got a five-page thread. Sean Hampson's thread's up to 32 pages. Mainly fed by trolls like you, Odian. <laughs> I may have force-fed it at the start, but you, my friend, have outdone everybody on that thread. I thought that, uh, that statistical uh, stuff you put in, Odian, beautiful. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't appreciated by all. Um, oh, I thought it was. I thought it was hated by most. No, it's look. It's all about. It's not about statistics. It's all about the liniment. I, I, don't, I don't get it. All change these, rooms. All these people you know? are like, it's not about the stats. What's it about then? Yeah. What is it about? What is the coach <laughs> going to look at? Oh, you felt good today. You, you can't measure it. You can't geez, manage it. Geez, your hair looked good running around the field, Robbie. <laughs> now you're a handsome man. I'm leaving you in the team based on that. You don't go at mean girl. You're in the team. <laughs> so, what's going, maybe that's what it's jealousy. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. That's right. Uh, uh, that's I, pure I, jealousy. I know uh, Delulio to Wiggins wrote in the Hampson thread uh, comparing him to Kane Ackland and Angus Graham. Yeah, no, that's a bit unfair. They're all jealous yeah. of Ian what, Gale. What's Come going on. on there? They're all jealous of his girlfriend. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised Cameron Cloak didn't get a mention. You, you realise we're all on the night. We're all on a knife edge here, guys. I mean, you know, Hammer, Hammer has another bad one in the in the VFL, or or Warnock does particularly well against GWS of all of all teams. And um, does anyone watch? Ca- Warnock careful, careful. We might get two possessions next week. I'll give you. I'll give. I'll give you. Did the anyone ho- watch Warnock play? I mean, seriously, his yeah. taps are good. Okay, especially every first quarter. But as the game progresses, he becomes less and less relevant. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I I mean, t- and that's no no knock on, on Robbie. I mean, he's a good ruckman. They're far worse than him going around the AFL. But that there are. To, bag, to bag Hampson on the back of... Yeah, anyway, no point going over. I, I, just, I just think it's ridiculous. We've got three really good ruckmen. A couple are a bit more versatile than the other one. 
it's a dilemma for the club. It is. Yeah, yeah well said. It, it is a dilemma. Anyway, and, guys. And, and I'll tell you something else. Malthouse is expert at playing guys into a good trade. Yes, except Ruckman, though. Uh, no. You look at his last 10 years at Collingwood, mate. Josh Fraser, really? Lee Brown? <laughs> wow, what a catch he was. No, no, but I'm saying, I'm saying he's, he, may, he may very well be setting one up for a trade. He may well be. He may mm, well yeah. trade all three out with his history of Ruckman. We'll have no Ruckman next year. Oh, don't make me, don't make me have nightmares. Seriously. Be Sam Rowe Ruckman. They'll all end up at the Gold Coast and GWS and we'll end up with like more halfback flankers and Nick, uh, <laughs> Nick Maxwell types and you can poke a stick at. And fat Heath Shawlock. No, I, I, reckon he's, I reckon he's wised up the old Malthouse. Porky Swans. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, are you guys looking forward to the big games coming up or what? There are some big games coming up. We've got the uh, Hawthorne coming up. We've got the Bombers coming up. Oh, uh, and, then Col- and Collingwood oh. isn't far away again either. So. Oh, wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be good to beat Hawthorne for the first time in 10 years? I wouldn't rule it out given how well Gold Coast went against them. Oh, geez, I'd love to see that. Hawthorne had Eddie had. Oh, God, I hate Eddie had. We, know, do, I hate we all hate Eddie had. But the Bay will go ballistic. It, as long as we beat Essendon at the G and Collingwood at the G, I'd, hope, I'd love to beat Hawthorne, but as long as we beat Essendon and Collingwood, mm. that's... We've got Sydney in that run too, guys, so that's we'll what... Uh, I reckon we'll knock them off. I just hope we do well against the Bay. That's that, okay. It's always the worry, isn't it? That by after, after those four big ones, we take on our nemesis St Kilda once more at Eddie Head. So we'll get them next time. We'll get you know. them. Yeah. Look, I I really do hope that the process is settled down and we've got the team settled down a bit. Um. Yeah, by then, Norths too. We've got to get Norths this year. Yeah. Yeah. That Norths too. another one. The way North are playing, they couldn't win a game in a handbag though. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> how, did they, how did they manage to lose that game? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, guys, I'm going to wrap this up. We've hit the 30-minute uh, mark, which is pretty good, actually. So I'm not even going to edit this week. I'm just going to go out as is. What up? Guys, thank you very much for your participation in this ninth episode of the Big Footy Boys podcast. Thank you very much, ODN. You're quite welcome. And uh, Devoid of Caring, while you've been here. He's gone. <laughs> No, I'm here, money king. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I figured if I waited long enough, you'd be there. Yeah, of course. Of and course. Uh, just about like, thank you very much again, mate. We might get you back next week as well. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, we're saying goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> See you. See you later, guys. <laughs>